This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, what's going on, loyal listeners? It is not Jason Cast this week. This is a new face and a new name that you'll hear on the show for the next couple of weeks, hopefully next couple of months, bringing you a lot of phenomenal uh phenomenal information that will help you, the agent, become better and become more of a professional uh, in the insurance business that we're all trying to attack and become the best that we possibly can be. Uh, As I said in the last episode, uh, when I kind of introduced the topics that we will be talking about here on the Agency Intelligence Podcast, going to talk a little bit more about the niche podcasting market. Um, For me, it has been a game changer in the way that I've been able to do business in my small community. When I say small community, you think of a small community, maybe 10, 20, 30,000 people. Um, I've got a community in a county of about 70,000 people that have helped me grow my book of business in just a short period of time in a year. And it's all because of people in the insurance industry like you, like Cass, like Ryan Hanley, like my next guest that we're going to see here in a few seconds, like David Carruthers. It's because we care about the insurance industry and we care about you as the agent and becoming better. So without further ado, I'd like to interview my first guest on the Agency Intelligence Podcast. I'm extremely excited to introduce this guy as he's kind of taking, kind of taking the role of what I did and the great advice of, of another insurance agent, Mr. Bradley Flowers, and putting it into work. And we'll get talking more into, more into that as the show goes on. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce Mr. Brian Blakely. Uh, he's the Director of Property and Casualty Insurance from Stonebridge Insurance all the way from Kearney, Nebraska. Kearney. Carney, don't, got it. Don't yep, think I've ever it. heard of Carney, Nebraska, first off. I have now since I've been watching some of your show and what you're doing in the podcasting market with your niche. Yeah. Uh, but tell us a little bit about Carney real quick. What, what, what's the most fun thing to do in Carney, Nebraska? So Carney is a town of about 30,000 people, um, and it's very diverse as far as the businesses we have. We've got two hospitals. We've got a Division II college here. Um, we've got industrial um, kind of production, manufacturing businesses, and just a ton of great small businesses. So um, there's a lot of smaller communities around us um, and just kind of makes up, you know, I, I'm originally from, I'm born and raised in Nebraska. I'm from about two hours north of Kearney, but came to college here uh, to UNK and um, moved away for a little bit, but always knew that I kind of wanted to get back because it's just a great community it's a great place to raise a family and um, yeah, it's just, it's a great place. So, so then, so then with Nebraska, I think a big college world series. Okay. That's, that's, that's yeah. kind of the whole college world series dream as a baseball player. You want to make it to the college world series. Sure. How far, how far are you from Omaha? So about three hours from Omaha, about two okay. hours from Lincoln. So, and we're West of Omaha. Awesome. So you big college baseball fan, any, any, any college sports? You know, I'm just a big sports fan. Um, I'll admit, I probably don't watch college baseball much until the College World Series. 
you know, kind of follow the Huskers, um, kind of how they're doing um, throughout the year. But I'm just a sports fan in general. So um, obviously following the Huskers, um, the Lopers are uh, the college team here. So following them. And uh, so, yeah, whatever, man. I just I just enjoy sports. Gotcha. So I enjoy them, but I, I'm not a big fan of watching them for some reason. I just can't. I think it's just the, the, the ADHD factor of me being able to sit down long enough to watch it and always feel like I need to go do something. But yeah, fun, fun college sports is for sure. Probably one of my favorite, favorite things to, to watch, especially sports wise uh, as they go into college world series and, you know, the uh, NCAA basketball, March madness, those, those are fun and exciting parts, but well, well, I'm going to try to keep this uh, as, as simple and as smoothly as Cass does it, which I don't think I can because he's smooth as uh, what I like to call butter because uh, he's always on a roll with it. So try not, I'm going to try, try to replace, uh, replace some, some questions that Cass has as we go through the end of the show, uh, but we're going to okay. keep it. We're going to keep it in the same, same categories and same questions that he asked because the loyal listeners do want to learn more about who that guest is, what that guest does, and just kind of learn some information about who you are. Cause that's what makes each one of us unique, genuine, uh, authentic and different from, from the others. So, to get started, his, his world-famous first question is, are you an iPhone or Android user? I'm an iPhone guy. Have been. I had a BlackBerry a long time ago, but I've switched over to the iPhone and been that way ever since. Well, since you are an iPhone user, I know Androids, you know, usually if you're downloading an app, both iPhone and Androids both have them, uh, which is how, yeah. te how technology is. Well, what is the latest app that you've uh, downloaded without looking at your phone, or could you even come up with uh, an app? Yeah, so the last one, I so we are redoing our kitchen and our bathrooms in our house. And so we were at Sherwin-Williams this weekend, and I downloaded the app where you can, so you can pick out the color, and you can hold your phone up to the wall and choose the color. You're going to be painting your wall, so we can decide if we're going to like it or not between a couple different. So that's the one that I downloaded uh, most recently, not business-related, but uh, yeah, that's quite the project. Wow. Talk about technology changing the world. We talk about all yeah. the technology that, that's changed the insurance business uh, in, a, in a whole. I mean, it's just, it's amazing from, from yeah. different apps, carrier apps, um, you know, things like Glovebox. It, you, it's, it's amazing what technology can do to make it easier for the consumer. We talk about that either. What, what, what is it that, that we can do in the insurance industry to make it more consumer-centric consumer, uh, to make it the, yeah. the experience more easy for them? So, uh, yeah, well, that's, that's impressive. I mean, to put up an app to guess the, the color of the, the wall, I think I'd get ticked off. But if I had my luck, I'd come back from Home Depot or Sher Sherwin-Williams, and, and, and the color would be totally wrong. But I probably would have used the app wrong. So that's, that, that could, be the, could be a situation there. But, yeah. no, and you said it was a Sher Sherwin-Williams app, right? Yeah, so the wall, we're looking to paint a wall or two in the house black because um, it's going to be like black and white in the house. So we've never, like we painted our house before, but we've never done anything black. So I'm a little bit nervous. So I, I had to get a little bit of a visual on this deal. No, you're good. Hey, you got to do what you got to do to make sure the, uh, the, the wife is happy. So I get you. Right. I, no big deal at all. Next question I got to go into. Um, do, you hate to, do you hate to lose or do you love to win? Well, the older I get, this probably has changed. I think that I love to win more. Um, I am, I guess, as I've aged, I've learned to appreciate being able to win and being able to, I guess, appreciate the victories as they come along to enjoy those a little bit. Um, you know, in high school, um, I hated to lose. I still hate to lose, but um, I think that there's learning now instead of losing. So 
Um, in business now, if there's a bad decision that gets made, then you just kind of learn from it. Don't necessarily lose. Uh, but um, back when I was younger, I expected to win. And just because, you know, you put in the time with practice and uh, all the things that you do, you just kind of expect to win no matter what. But now I think that I've learned that you can't always win and that you're going to lose sometimes, but you have to learn from that and uh, just be better for it. So, but I do like to win. And I, I, I take the time to celebrate wins a little bit more than I used to. Which we should. I mean, you got to, with the, with the negativity and everything that's going on in this world, I think, I think being able to celebrate your own success is a, is a huge a huge thing for your self self care and self happiness. Uh, cause, cause, cause you go through lots of negativity, but it is the, the best thing about it is when you have those moments of the high spurts of being happy and, and, you know, congratulating yourself and pat yourself on the back. Uh, it makes those times that, you know, when you go through the adversity a little bit easier to go overcome and go through. Um, yeah. So a big believer in, in the adversity is, is a big part of who, a big part of our makeup and what makes us, uh, successful or what makes us be, you know, influential to somebody else. So yes, I, I lo love that answer. And I, I love the questions that, 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 that being asked brings out an answer for you. So uh, good stuff. I lo love that. Going back into it. Um, we, we, we all can become very lucky. We're all very skillful, skillful. So yeah. what's gotten into gotten you into your position uh, at Stonebridge as the director of property and casualty What's gotten you there? More luck or more skill? Oh, it's both. You know, I've been lucky to, um, to even have the opportunity to, to do auto and home insurance in the first place was, um, you know, timing. It was luck. Uh, but I've been able to grow and learn. And the skill part of it where you have to learn your craft. And like, if you want to be good at something, you have to, you really have to dive in and you have to learn how to get better, educate yourself, um, listen to people who know more than you do. And so I've gotten, I've gotten lucky to be put in positions, but in those positions, I think that I've really tried to grind and try to be um, skillful as far as putting in the work, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So um when I get put in a situation, I try to just make the most of it and, and really, um, you know, put in the work, show up every day, do the best you can. And um, that's going to put you in even more, I guess, luckier positions or, or give you the opportunity for something going down the road. So, Well, and I love, love the answer there because you talk about learning. And I remember talking a couple of weeks ago, it might've been a month ago with, with uh, Heath Sharon over at Insurance Town and, and Heath, Heath and I were talking about just bouncing ideas off each other. I think we were on a Zoom call for like two hours one night, just, just talking, uh, f you know, from content marketing to, you know, just showing how we, each other, how they create their own little infographics for social media. Um, you can learn so much. And I think it's when you understand the fact of you may not know much in that field or that specific type of niche or that specific type of um, part of the business, like, like content marketing or niche podcasting. I think, I think it's great to understand that it's okay to reach out to someone who is much more expertise in that, that position, whether you may, might think that they're big, scary and, and may not ever get back to you. I, that's, that was my big scare. And we'll get talking more, more after, after, you bring us up to speed on your career about, about why we're so similar and, and what, what our tie in together is and why I wanted to bring you on the show. 
but we all have different paths that, that bring us to where we're at. Well, whether that's luck or skill, and you, you answered that right on the head with 95% of the other insurance agents out there. We don't usually, unless you're, you grew up in the insurance industry with your parents, grandparents, uh, brothers and sisters doing it, whatever it might be, you don't really have that intention of ever getting into the insurance business. I know I didn't. I, you know, I, I'm not sure of your, your whole story yet with it, but you, you're never going to learn enough. I mean, Bradley Flowers, David Crothers, Ryan Hanley, those guys are still learning every single day. It's yeah. from other insurance agents. So there's everybody that can bring such a wide variety of information to one another. Um, but people are scared to ask. People are scared to see why they're being so successful because they're, they just, they're either one scared because they think they don't have time, which I think that's the most BS answer out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or two, they're afraid that they're not person's not going to get back to them or respond, which is completely false. But these guys are human. These aren't, they're, I love Bradley to death, but Bradley's not the Gary Vaynerchuk. I mean, right. he, he will reply if you reach out, you know, be respectful of his time and people are going to, people are going to give you that respect back. Um, and, and we'll talk more about that. I don't, I don't want to get away with that because that's the main, sure. main, you know, meat and potatoes of why I have you on the show today. So I guess to kind of bring us up to speed on where we're at and, and what we're going to talk about today, bring us, bring us back in time of where, you know, when you started your career, go as far back as you want, as far as high school, elementary school. I don't even know if I could remember elementary school, but take us back as far as you want and bring us up to speed um, on your current position with uh, Stonebridge Insurance. Yeah. So I was working in Omaha. Uh, My wife and I had been married for about a year and a half working in Omaha doing um, advertising sales, newspaper advertising sales for the World Herald and, um, I just knew there wasn't really uh, the path that I wanted to go down for a career. And so my wife and I had looked at getting back to Kearney, like I said, and um, the opportunity arose, um, interviewed at a couple different places, but uh, took a position. I was going to be a financial advisor uh, back here in Kearney. So um, put in my two weeks of my old job, paid six, $700 to get the, books for the life and health series six 63 all that good stuff and um we moved back here to Kearney and I was just going to spend some time studying um we got here and about two weeks after we moved the guy that hired me said hey let's go have a cup of coffee so we did that and he said uh I hate to tell you this but I just got laid off and uh, there's not going to be room for you where we were going to try to put you so he said, go up, talk to this financial advisor. I went up there, took some tests. He said, I don't have the room or the budget to bring you on. So uh, we just moved. My wife was driving to a town about an hour away, working the night shift. She's a nurse. Um, we've got a four-month-old at home at that time, and I don't have a job. And so um, I sent out a bunch of resumes, and I just kind of got fortunate enough where um, I applied to work at a state farm agency uh, for an agent here in town and ended up getting that position. Um, and I worked there for five years. Um, and I was really fortunate, I guess, you know, from a luck standpoint, the agent that I worked for was amazing. And he really taught me how to treat your clients and like what a good insurance agent does for their clients and how they, you know, how they, how they treat them, how they, they go to bat for them. Uh, it's not just, you know, in the office for two hours and then you're out golfing the rest of the day. Um, you know, in high school and in college, I had a really skewed aspect of what an insurance agent was. My parents didn't really like it. You know, you, you pay the premiums and you hardly ever use it type of deal. 
But in that situation with that agent, who I'm still good friends with today, I really learned the value of a good insurance agent and how they can help out their clients. And so I got to thinking while I worked there for, I worked there for five years and I got to think, you know, there's a way where you can kind of change the narrative on insurance agents who have a bad rap anyway, but can really do a lot of great things for people. And so I, you know, got to the point where after five years, um, he and I both agreed that I'd probably kind of hit my ceiling with um, what I knew about that company and kind of where I could grow in that agency. So I went out on my own as an exclusive agent with a captive company um, here in town that lasted about a year. Uh, but I could see the writing on the wall um, about 10 months in that the numbers that I needed to hit, I wasn't going to hit and uh, I needed to make a change. And I just, um, you know, I'd gotten a flyer at some point during the year and I just held on to it about becoming in, an independent agent. And so called the phone number uh, and, you know, talked to them, joined up with, um, it's a, a group under the SIAA umbrella. Um, cause that's all I knew at the time. I didn't know, I didn't know how to get started as an independent agent, but I knew that I didn't really want to stop being an insurance agent because I really liked it. So, um, ended up open up as an independent agent on my own, um, started scratch again, um, in 2012, uh, moved locations. And then in 2015, uh, Stonebridge is essentially, we, we do a lot more than just auto and home. We do retirement planning and wealth management. I don't do any of that. I basically just brought me a book of business and, um, you know, clients up here, but we can all meet. I mean, it all works together. And so, um, it's a great group. I mean, we have, I trust everybody in here. I don't have to look over my shoulder. We've all got the client's best interest at heart. And so another, instance of where I got pretty lucky is the people that I get to work with every day. Um, and the culture that we have here, uh, is great. So that's kind of, that's kind of my story in a nutshell. So there was, there's two things that I took away that, that I think bring up phenomenal points for our loyal listeners here. One being the bouncing around can happen. Okay. I talk about this all the time because it's what's made me so far. And I, I sound like I've been in the insurance business for 25 years. I almost feel like I have been already because I've just, I'm so thankful for the agency that I'm with, but the agency that I'm with, when, what, what, what made me choose them. Okay. What, what made me even choose insurance to begin with was because they were adding value to yep. me, not just as an agent, but as a person and as a man. And that goes huge into being able to take what we're going to talk about here in a few minutes with your time management and use the most out of it and have people that mm -hmm. have your back and that know they have the same aspirations of you and what you're trying to build. Because then you said that you went from um, another agency to Stonebridge and you're able, you were able to bring your cl clients with you or depending on what non-compete rules and regulations are that you have with the current agency that you're with, there's that to happen. But one thing that you will always be able to take with yourself is your personal brand and it goes back to what your first state farm agent that helped you out told you and taught you how to be, be so daggone good and precise with your customers and giving them the yep. great customer experience. That's going to help bring them along with you wherever you go. And I hammer this all the time. People buy insurance from you as the agent, not just because of the name on the, on the shirt or the name on the letterhead or the, the application or the proposal that you're giving them. 
that's just another avenue of branding mm-hmm. for, that, for that business to associate themselves with you as well. And when I say back to adding value, okay, what is it that you want from that principal owner to add value to you for? Is it to hold you more accountable? You know, we all have that hustle. or We wouldn't be independent agents and be decent independent agents or some that are really successful if we don't go out and hustle and still do those things. And I said it on Cass's podcast that bleeped, he bleeped me yeah. out on it. Okay, when I was on, on back in December. But you're not going to get it done nine to five. So, so understanding that there's sacrifices that you've got to make, one. And two, being able to be with an agency that's going to add value to you or two bosses that are going to have add value to you or a business partner that's going to help add value to you. Because what you're going to do in return, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're, back, you're adding value back to them. Okay, and you and I both have done this. Um, you, I think you started your, your niche podcast shortly after I did. In previous episode, I explained kind of the, the process of how, how I started that and why I started it. I talked about it on Cass's podcast. If you haven't heard that, or Cass's show when he interviewed me. So go back and listen to that. But we're going to talk right now what, what it is that Brian's doing that's separating himself from different agents in his community. Similar to why I'm separating myself different from other agents in my community. It has nothing to do with writing hundreds of thousands of dollars of business either. It's back to what this podcast is all about. It's to help you as the agent build that authority. Okay. So what, what Brian Blakely is doing and what Mitch Gibson's doing to build authority for themselves and their personal brand that in return goes back to help their agency out is what we're trying to get out of here. Okay. So Brian, I want you to kind of go into that a little bit for us. Um, I know it started similar to you and I, we both reached out to yep. the, the inf- infamous Brad Bradley flowers and asked him for, ask him for some advice. Um, so I want you to kind of take us a little bit through that backdrop of what, what in your mind clicked that I needed to do something different, what it was that made you, you know, reach out to Bradley. So give us, give us a little rundown of why you decided to do that and, and what you're doing now uh, with your, your podcast. So I had started, um, you know, through, through COVID doing, you know, different webinars and things like that, that agents like Bradley were putting out there just for some advice. Um, I'd hopped on those. I was going through, I think it was summer this year, and Bradley put out there, he was going to do a, the secret content project, and I thought, you know what, I'd like to see what this is about, so I sent him a message, we ended up doing a phone call, and I talked about it, and um, I decided, you know, this is something that I want to do, I want to, if there's someone that can make me better, like, I can work my way around social media. I like to do original content on all of our social media pages. It's nothing that's canned. It's all original, but I need a little bit of help about how I can get better and who better to learn from than someone like Bradley, who's out there all over. I listen to the insurance guys podcast um, on a regular basis. It's one that I listen to every week when it comes out. And so I thought this would be a great opportunity. So um, just doing a phone call with him and kind of talking about what angle I wanted to take. He said, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And I had before, but I hadn't really, like there's a lot that I didn't know about it. I didn't know what equipment to use. Do I use my phone? Do I need to go buy mics and things like that? What platform do I use? I knew there was things like Anchor or whatever uh, that was out there, but I didn't know enough about it. And so, you know, I think that that's something that people are hesitant maybe um, to get started, whether it's social media, whether it's video, whether it's a podcast, anything, they just don't know. And the fear of not knowing 
can stop you from, from taking that step. But him giving me the advice saying, okay, here's what you need to go buy. Here's the platform you need to use. Just go do it. Uh, I said, okay, I'm going to do it. So um, I'm part of a networking group, a business group here in town anyway. And um, it was a really easy lead in for me to just talk to some people in the group and say, Hey, here's what I'm thinking about doing. I want to start a business for or a, a podcast for small businesses. Would you be interested in letting me come interview? Yeah, sure. No problem. Cause I've known these people for years. And so it was a really easy lead in for me to, um, to talk to these uh, business owners. Cause you know, this year has been, and I guess to take a step back, why I'm interested in small business and why I wanted to do a podcast about it is this year has been um, a year like none of us thought, nobody saw this coming when it comes to the pandemic and businesses were shut down. They had to pivot to do different things that they hadn't done before, maybe sell different products, um, furloughing employees. There's so much that businesses all over, not just in Kearney, but all over had to adjust um, that I think that sometimes it's good to hear from other people who maybe have the same story as you do or can give you some support when you think maybe you're all alone. And so um, I thought, you know, what better time to come out with a small business podcast locally here in my community where people can not only get to know these small businesses better, um, they can learn their learn about their story, but in times when we need to support our small businesses, um, we can hear their story and we can know how we can support them better. And so um, that's kind of the backstory with the podcast and how it all got started. Yeah. So, so we'll dive into this a little bit because we both have that. We both are doing the similar, similar type of type of podcast. Okay. Um, you know, I will tell you in the 28 episodes and I'm not sure what episode you're in, but the 28 episodes that I've got 30 recorded already. And it's mm -hmm. now going to be more by, by the time that this, this episode comes out. But the biggest thing and the biggest key takeaway that I can think of for, for starting your own small business niche podcast. Okay. I've heard people talk about, you know, if you're, you know, going after construction, you know, we're talking producers, you're, you're going after construction, classifications of business. You're going after the excavators. You're going after the concrete contractors. You're going after dentist offices. So you're going to, you're going to start a podcast for the contractors. Okay. When you and I both have that mindset of thinking of our local businesses, the, the local business podcast to me, I didn't bat an eye at it yeah. because it's something that I'm passionate about as my community for many different ways. From, from how much they give back to not-for-profits to how much my, my community gave back to me while playing youth sports to the support that they are to, um, you know, even to, to, to small businesses like ourselves. It's, you know, the community is what makes the world go round, okay? If your community is strong, that's why I don't want to leave my mm -hmm. community. I have a strong community and everybody's supportive of each one another, small businesses to not-for-profits, yeah. whatever it is. So for me, it was a no-brainer for that aspect of it. The second aspect of it, of, of it is I wanted to strum up more commercial business. And that, that's kind of the big key takeaway here, guys. You can make a couple different ways out of it. Okay, you can take this chance to start some small niche podcasts like um, highlighting local businesses or small businesses in your community like, like Brian and I have done, go in total separate communities and just have it for the, for the heck of it and for fun. Or you can try to make something out of that. 
And that's where I'm that, that, that's where I'm trying to push push you guys over that ledge to trying it because it's working. It's worked. Whether Brian's wrote a piece of business out of it or not yet, or he's wrote a wrote a hundred thousand dollars worth of it. Brian's adding value to his community by showing his community what he's about and what his personal brand message is. And it's about he's that local insurance agent that cares about those small businesses. Doesn't matter if they're going through a pandemic or not. You know Brian's going to have you secure and safe and going to take care of you if something never happened. And that has required nothing for him to do that. Just the kindness of his heart and the passion that he has for his community. In return, here's what it's going to give Brian the chance to do. Like I said, may or may not has happened yet. But for example, my podcast, I've been able to, after I have a, say the local coffee shop on my show, don't have them insured, but I want to write that because I'm so passionate about learning who that guy is. And I love coffee. So that's a no brainer guess for me because he's going through the pandemic, just like each one of us is. And he's in a restaurant business, so people can't come visit him as much. So I'm going to get him on my show and see if I can help strum up his, his business and hear his story. So help the community hear the story about what he's doing. And then in return, when it's the right time, it gives you that automatic lead where that first big leap in the door of the prospect yep. inside of asking him for a chance to look and quote his insurance. And, and that's what I asked Brian. I'm like, you know, I, I want you on because I want to hear, hear where you're at with the process, whether you've wrote any business out of it or not yet. It, should, it doesn't matter because that time will come. But you're in the yeah. building the authority portion of your podcast. I'm still trying to build that authority. I'm still trying to build that authority with the other portions of my county, the Fortville, which is a little bit north, the, the Cumberland area. You know, so it's, it's, it's so broken down. It's just giving you the opportunity to have so much growth. It may not happen now, it may not happen three months, it may not happen a year down the road, but I guarantee you if you put the passion and effort and enthusiasm into it, it'll come for you. Oh, yeah. And Brian's determined to do that. Correct, Brian? It, me saying that, like that, that's where you're at right now. It's like I'm determined to see where this goes. You're not right. going to give up on it just because you haven't wrote a piece of business in, say, 10 episodes. So give us a little bit of, of, of feedback of where you're at now and, and have you seen any success that's, that's helped you, you know, continue to want to grow that podcast and grow as an agent? Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you, what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this, crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cast approved. Yeah, so when I started this, I knew that it's not going to hurt anything to try this out. 
and it's not going to hurt anything to go talk to these small businesses and see um, just where this leads. Now, it turns out that I love sitting down with these small business owners and talking to them. Um, and they love talking about their business, which is, you know, great. Uh, but I love that part of it. But I've never went into this thinking um, that I was going to write a ton of business off of it right from the beginning. Now, some of these people that I've interviewed are already my clients. And so it's, a you know, kind of an easy transition there. But this is, for me, I've done 12 episodes, um, started in about mid-September. And I think what you say about it being the right time, um, right now it is about the small business owner for my podcast. I want them to be the focus. Um, you know, with some of the videos that I've recorded from the podcast, um, Bradley and his team have been able to um, do some, some branding for the Stonebridge side of it, which, you know, I'll put on my social media um, just to kind of tie in the Stonebridge part of it with those podcasts. But I mean, this is for me um, a long game that, you know, it just takes time. I mean, if you're looking to get into this and you think that after five episodes, you're going to be writing a ton of business, I just don't think that's the case. I mean, it's the same thing as going into these businesses and going in cold, shaking their hand and expecting to get deck pages from these people um, right away. It's just, it's not going to happen, but it's like, I don't know. The, the easiest way that I can, I guess, get this message across is, you know, if you decide, okay, I'm going to lose 50 pounds and you religiously six days a week, you're exercising, lifting weights, running, whatever. And a month goes by, four months goes by, six months goes by. You haven't lost any weight at all. You're religiously working out, not losing any weight at all. You think, man, may, I don't know. I don't know if this is worth it. I'm doing all this and it's not worth it. And then 18 months down the road, all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're five pounds lighter. And you're like, hmm, that's interesting. And then the next week you're 15 pounds lighter. And you look in the mirror and you looks like you're starting to get six-pack abs. And a little bit later, it gets to the point where you've lost your 50 pounds, but it's two years later down the road. That's kind of what, from a social media standpoint, from content, podcasting, like you have to do it and you have to be diligent and not expect results right away. I mean, we've got, I've got, since I've started doing this, I've put probably, I don't know, maybe around 50 videos on YouTube, more than I've ever had on there before. And I don't get a ton of views right now off the YouTube page, but I'm still going to put them up there because it's something that people can refer back to. And I'm not going to get discouraged because I don't have a ton of, or don't have a ton of views on YouTube. It's, it's about just being consistent and trying to keep people aware of these businesses. And then when the time does come, when these businesses are upset about a rate increase or their agents not getting a hold of them again, they're probably going to remember the guy that came in to interview them, you know, to support their business and let people know about their business when they can't even get a call back from their insurance agent. And at that time, then we can sit down and have a conversation. I already know them. I know their business more. Um, I may know them on more of a personal level than their actual insurance agent does. And that's the time where you can have that conversation with them. But it's not something that's going to be immediate. It's, it's a long play.
Yeah. And I, I love that uh, because I, I remember looking at something and this was probably back in, you know, November, December of 20, when I was scrolling through uh, Instagram. First time I was, I, I think I became friends with Ryan Hanley and he had put, put something on as a tweet. It was like, play the long game, play the long game, play the long game. And that like hit me square in the face because we all want something that seems like, you know, our biggest enemy or our biggest flaw for me, for example, is that being a patient, like wanting something to be good or wanting something to be perfect now. And that's not a bad thing. That's just, that just shows what type of a person you want things to be and you want things to be good and you want them to be crisp, crisp and clear, but you have to have some patience with what you're doing. My logos changed like four times because it's because of it fits better when it's in this specific this specific format because it's going to attach more eyes or I've changed my thumbnail, how I'm going to have my thumbnail shown on Facebook or Instagram or how I'm going to have my introduction video thing. Things change, but it's not, the things aren't going to change until you start. And that's, right. that's the truth. That's the, that's the God's honest truth. Things aren't going to change unless you're willing to try to try to change. Right. And the consistency is amazing. I mean, yeah, there are some days where I, I know I told myself I was going to put episodes out on Monday, uh, every Monday of the week, and then video episode would come out on Tuesdays of the week. Now it's just kind of once I get that thing cut and done, I'm going to throw it up because there's some yeah. times where our time management can interfere with what we're doing. We talk about, you know, and I, I know Cass talks about, you know, things or insurance agents have, have, have the ability in the insurance market to have some financial freedom. I mean, financial freedom is big. Okay. Second one is, is being able to have some time to do things, your, your time management. So for, for us and for you guys who aren't, might not be getting paid for their podcast. Okay. Who are starting this niche market podcast, time management can become a smack in the face to people. And I'm saying that and to the people that might not want to work past five o'clock or work before eight thirty or nine o'clock in the morning. It goes back to the first part of this episode and you're not going to get it done from nine to five. Okay. So for you, you utilized another service of somebody who in the professional in the insurance industry, whether that was Bradley Cass, whoever you guys, whoever you, you use to eliminate some of your time management with editing the editing the video and in return getting some content out of it that you can use. So you can still spend more time selling insurance and helping your customers and being that customer centric service representative and professional for uh, Stonebridge Insurance. Yep. So yep. if there was any advice you could give on the time management piece, I mean, I think we all preach it enough. There's not a time where I don't scroll through Facebook now and see some of my insurance colleagues um, that are active on Facebook at 12 o'clock at night, like last night, sitting there working on mm -hmm. some stuff, piece, putting together pieces of content that for, for the insurance agency. And I see, you know, Ryan Hanley, Bradley Flowers, Jason Cass, Brian Blakely active at 12 o'clock at night. That's, yeah. that, that would never, that, that's probably what's made you most successful is just the drive, correct? And give, give those younger agents yeah. out there some advice of, of, of if you want to be successful in the business, it's not going to be nine to five. This isn't the industry for you. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely not. And I mean, there's a, I do, you know, I'd say probably a fourth of the interviews that I've done have been on a Saturday or a Sunday. Uh, for the podcast, but you know, it's something that I'm passionate about. I enjoy, you know, I've got a journalism degree, so this is a way where I can do whether it's, you know, some of the movie clips or um, the social media side of it, or just the podcast itself. I'm passionate about it. And I, I really love doing it. Um, and even blog posts, like I don't mind, sometimes it's hard to come up with topics, but um I like doing that part of it. And so when you like to do 
that part of it, it makes it easier. And so maybe blogging is your thing as opposed to a podcast, or maybe social media is your thing as opposed to something else. Maybe video on a podcast scares you to death, but you could do a podcast, like figure out what you want to do. Um, and just do it, like you said, and don't be afraid to change. Like you have the right to change. Right now, a lot of my podcast stuff, when it first come out, it's on my, you know, my personal Facebook, Instagram pages. I haven't started a page for the podcast itself. I may do that. I didn't know where this thing was going to go when I started it. And so um, I just haven't done that yet. But um, as you're doing this, though, one of the things that I'm really trying to do for 2021 is to be diligent and intentional about my calendar where parts of the day I'm blocking out to do social media posts or to work on the podcast or whether it's prospecting, cross-selling within my book, um, finding the auto, you know, auto, no home, home, no auto type of deal. Um, working on prospecting for the commercial side of it, but, be diligent about your calendar set time. So you're not just randomly checking Facebook. Like I'm terrible at that and I need to get better at it. So being intentional about your calendar, blocking those things out so that you've got time for that. Um, that Brian, I think we all are. I, I think we're all guilty of that. I mean, it, it doesn't yeah. matter where we're at. I was talking to Bradley um, on a little weekly call uh, this morning and same thing. It was like, we were talking, we we're doing some tick talking about TikTok, and he's like, yeah. well, I just, I don't use TikTok as much. He says, but I'm trying to learn just so I'm making sure when that market blows up that I'm ready and prepared to use it. And I, sure. and I said, yeah, I don't use it much either. I said, but I'm on it way too much watching the funny videos that people are on there creating. Um, right. You know, but that's, that, that's just a totally different topic of, of, of the of brand marketing and marketing or content marketing for yourself and for your agency. Um, obviously the more, the more things you do, the more things you try, the more things you create, the more, the, the better things turn out. I remember looking at a social media post from when I first started in the agency back in 2017, December of 17 and looked at one like last week side by side. And I was literally embarrassed. Like I was like, Holy cow. I called this a piece of content back yeah. you know, three years ago, but it was something. And that's, that's, yeah. that's, I think the moral of this whole episode right here is it, you weren't afraid to start something that you were very uncomfortable, maybe even trying to start at first, because it can become very scary, whether it's, Oh, I don't right. have enough money to start a podcast. I don't have the time. Or I don't think anyone's going to support or listen to it. Those are the three, those are the three L's. And I'm sorry, you're not going to bounce back from those three L's if you don't change the way that you, you feel about them. And yeah. you've got to be fearless of trying something new. Okay. The good thing about a podcast is if it sucks, you can take it out. You can, you, you don't have to put it in there. If it sucks, it sucks, Right. but go back and watch it and learn from it. But you've got to have passion behind it. And it goes back to what we're doing in the industry to help other agents change the ways that they look at insurance, the industry in a whole, and that we all can just continuously help one another be successful. But if you're not passionate about what you're doing, Either make a change. If you're not willing to make a change, then get out of the business because that's how it's going to be for the rest, of the rest of your career in the insurance business. And it's changed now in the last five, 10 years. It's going to change again eventually at some point again, guys. It really will. Oh, yeah. So being able to come together and support one another is huge, but you can't be afraid to try something new that might feel uncomfortable. We both did right. it. I was a telecommunications degree at a telecommunications college. And for me to start a local podcast, I was kind of crapping down my pants 
because I had no idea where to start, nor did yeah. I think, nor did I have the money to want to start the podcast. So that's, we're going to have a video. I'm going to have a video that'll, that'll come out and I'll share with you guys in the next couple of weeks um, uh, of how you can start a podcast under hundred bucks, because it's, it's, it's not as hard as you think. Everybody has one of these, these cool little iPhones and most newer iPhones shoot 4k video guys shoot 4k video. Don't have to go out and spend an $800 camera, $700 camera. There's ways around it, but if you don't start now, someone else is going to come start it before you and win in that market. Okay. Or be more competitive with you, with you in that same niche market. But if you don't yeah. start it, you can't point fingers. And, and I, yeah. I got one more thing before I ask you, before I ask you the next question, but staying within this topic of, of, of Bradley giving you the advice, Bradley giving me the advice and just seeing how it's evolved. No, did I ever think that I was going to be co-hosting or guest hosting an agency intelligence podcast from Jason Cast? Didn't think in the world that would ever happen. I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind that that was even a thing. Okay. And I thank Jason for the opportunity, but I also look back and think, if I didn't reach out to somebody being Bradley and ask him why I decided to start this or why I wanted to start this, start a podcast. And he started asking me a couple of questions and he puts it together and tells me what to do. You know, he kind of gives me this idea in my head and I'm like, you know, he's like, go start it. I, you know, how the hell am I going to do that? I'm not, I'm unsure. I'm unsure what to do, but realistically where I'm getting at is Bradley gave me that book, that, that, that book to success. And it was up to me to grab it close it, put it in my pocket and get to work or leave it sitting there unopened and not take his advice. I've done two things right there. I haven't one, I one didn't take advice from someone who's really been successful in this market and content marketing strategy and using it as a sales funnel to strum up business. If you aren't taking the opportunity from someone giving you suggestions and ideas, do you think that that person's going to ever answer any questions or advice that you've given them before. If you don't take, take action in it, right. probably not. We all have, we all go through things in life. We all make mistakes. We all should get second chances at some point. Okay. But if someone gave you the book to success and said, here's how you make a million dollars in a week and it's all true stuff. It just all depends on how hard you want to work. Are you going to take it or are you not? If you're not going to take it, that's fine. There's more there for other agents to come in and grab it and run off with it. Okay. But, but when it's been nothing but successful, whether it's drummed up business or whether it's helped you build relationships, whether it's helped you become that new community leader in your town, what you want out of it is what you will get out of it. Yeah, you, absolutely. But you've got to work hard to want that because there's other people yeah. hungry. There's other people that want to do it. I don't know about you, but since I've started my podcast, okay, since I started the Inside Hancock County podcast, I've had probably five or six smaller businesses, a couple not for two or three not for profits that have reached out wanting to start their own. How'd you do this? Because they're seeing the reaction. They're seeing the community watch it and listen to it and share it and talk about it and talk about maybe how great that guest was on the inside Hancock County podcast. I didn't know that dude owned that coffee shop. That dude's cool. I'm going to buy my coffee from him. And also Absolutely. I want to buy my insurance from that guy who hosts the show. Cause he cares about the community. He cares about somebody else. And it goes back to adding value. That's what you're doing, Brian. You're adding value to your community. You're adding value to those small businesses in return. You're giving yourself a set. You're setting yourself up for a great opportunity for success by them being able to reach out to you for insurance or you being able to ask them for a chance to take a look at it. 
Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I think Absolutely. you you understand and you bought into that. So you were given that book. You decided to grab it. Would you say that was a, that was a probably a game changer for you in 2020, stepping out of your comfort zone and making you and putting you in this position to succeed in the next couple of years, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I talked to Bradley for the first time. He kind of gave me an over, overview of what he was looking at. He's like, think about it for a few days. And, you know, I was just kind of eventually I was like, why wouldn't I do this? Like I paid attention to his content for a long time. Why wouldn't I do something like this just to see what it would be? And then, you know, that leads into the podcast where, you know, for me, what I'm trying to do with the podcast is I'm just trying to be consistent on, um, interviewing folks and getting those out. And so if I can get those out, I want to do one a week is what my goal is. And so that's kind of what I'm focusing on. And I'm just, you know, I'm going to focus on doing that. I'm going to focus on doing what I can. And with the consistency, I'm sure that the leads are going to come. I mean, even if it's just to get a quote, like that's going to come and it's going to be with someone who, I already have a relationship with because we sat down for an hour and we talked about their business. And so um, you do, you just have to take, you just have to take the step. Like I, I saw an insurance agent on LinkedIn the other day. Um, He's trying video for the first time, trying to do his first insurance video. He said that he went through like 20, 21 takes of trying to do it. And he, I think he was just kind of flustered because um, it was his first time doing it and it was tough. And the headline or the first sentence he put on there was, I hope this gets easier. And it does. It gets easier. Uh, but don't be scared of what other people are going to say. Don't be scared if it's not perfect. Like you talked about your first piece of content, you know, you're embarrassed by it when you look now. Three years from now, you may be embarrassed about some of the content that you have out now. I mean, it gets better the more you do it. But you just have to be consistent. Don't be scared. Just do it. Um, have someone help you. There's plenty of people out there and um, you're right. All the people that you've mentioned so far, there's a ton of great insurance agents out there that are willing to help you um, and me included. Um, there's plenty of business out there for all of us and we can all be successful in an industry that is great. Um, but you just need to take the opportunities that are out there and make the most of it. Yeah. And I like that you talked about the blogging earlier because, you know, you, you, everybody has got their different social media strategy. If you don't have a social media strategy, you're, you're going to, you're, you're not going to give out the, the perceiving message that, that it should on social media. Right. Um, but you talk about blogging, lots of people and a lot of agencies, doesn't matter what industry you're in, but if you're in a service portion of agency, you've probably got an email marketing system that's consistently sending out, um, you know, hey, winter's coming, make sure you're cleaning out your gutters or uh, with the warm weather or the cold weather we got coming to make sure you're detaching your hose reels. I mean, you're sending out that stuff that usually is already pre-made content coming from the carrier that you guys represent or carriers that you yeah. represent. Well, think about turning each one of those blog posts or those automated emails that's sent to your customers. Think about turning those into a piece of video. Okay, if you've got yeah. a, if you've got a weekly email marketing system going out talking about, um, you know, hey, even something like the here's here's this weekend's events going on in New Palestine, or here's this week's events going on in Kearney, Nebraska, yeah. 4-H fair, whatever it is, you send that out via email form. Put your phone up on a tripod or lean it up against your computer screen and take a video of you talking about those events. 
throw your logo in yeah. the bottom right hand corner of the, of the agency that you're working at and tag the city and towns and counties that you're in. That's a piece of content that you can share. Though yeah. there's creative ways of going around it. There's creative ways of doing that. It's kind of funny. I talk about doing that, but I haven't even done that myself. We don't use the, we're not, we don't use the automated email system as much as we should, but we're real yeah. good with video and social. So that's, that's where we use our platform to make sure we're perceiving and giving our messages out to our customers and clients and other agents. I mean, at this point in time, I'm willing, just like everybody else in the insurance agency or insurance industry, we want to help other agents. We, yeah. we want to make sure that we're here to help you, whatever that is. If that's a phone call to us, if that's a DM to Brian Blakely to have set up a Zoom call to see how he's doing it. Set up a you know, Zoom call yeah. with Mitch Gibson. There's creative ways of doing it. It's just determines on how hard you want to work how much information you want to get back and hear from somebody who's having success or someone who's just now getting started and bounce those ideas. It's only going to make you better. Okay. Yeah. And, I'll, and I, I love that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll throw this out there too. Like if, if you want to start doing video, but you're apprehensive about doing it on social, um, something that I started doing this year. And I, I think there's a lot of agents that do it. There's a lot of different platforms that you can use, but maybe start by doing, uh, a proposal, like an insurance proposal. Uh, Loom, I think, is one that you can use. Um, you know, we use BombBomb, and it's pricier. Um, but I use that for uh, a proposal if I'm going to send that to someone. And I don't, I don't draw it out very long. It's usually a two-minute video. Um, I attach the quotes and send it off to them. Uh, but, you know, if you don't want to put it out there on social media, maybe make an investment in a video platform that you can use where you're sending stuff in-house to your clients already that want to hear from you no matter what. And if it's just something as, you know, I've sent a 15, 20 second birthday video that says happy birthday. I hope you have a great day. Nothing more than that. Um, that's more than a can. I mean, that's better than a canned birthday card than they may be getting from someone else. Or, you know, if you want to set a review appointment with someone, send them a quick two minute video that says, Hey, your policy is coming up for renewal. Um, just want to see if you'd be interested in getting together. Um, let me know. Or someone that's closing on a house for the first time. If you send them a video on the day that they close and say, congratulations on your new home. Best of luck. If you need anything, let us know. You know, you don't have to do video on social. You can do it in house, send it to the clients that you already have. And if you do that on a consistent basis, then you can get comfortable with it. Um, to where, okay, maybe I am ready to start putting this out on social media and I can, I, I feel better about it. I know what I want to say, you know, carrying on a conversation like you're having with a client, like you said, um, that you would have in your office anyway, that's a great place to start. And it goes back, it goes back to being, just be yourself and be authentic. Yeah. People don't want to listen to a robot, robot talk that if you have to sneeze, I know with coronavirus, make sure you get your mask on before you sneeze and cough, right. but your phone rings. I mean, it's just the authentic part about you. What, what, with who that customer's buying their insurance from. If a person that's buying insurance for me, okay. And I'm not saying you don't need to be respectful and don't need to be um, still professional. But if they're perceiving you and not want to buy interest because of the t-shirt that you're wearing or you're not in a suit and tie, that might, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's probably someone you don't want to do business with. 
So don't try to be someone you're not. Be the authentic piece of the puzzle that's going to help close the deal. Be that authentic piece of the puzzle that's going to be that community leader. Be that authentic piece of the puzzle that's going to be the spotlight of your agency that you work for or the agency that you own. That's where it starts is being authentic, being authentic to your brand, getting your brand message out there about who you are as an agent, who you are as a father, who you are as a coach, whatever it is that you're doing. And at the end of the day, be authentic about who you are as an insurance agency. And if you can control those things with what I like to call my four controllables, passion, enthusiasm, attitude, and effort, those four things you can control. Nobody else control, control that you can control that. That requires no skill. So you pull those things together and be authentic to yourself. Good things will happen with some hard work yep. put behind it. So Brian, you hit it right on the head and, and dude, you're, 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 you're knocking it out of the park. You're doing, you're doing what Bradley and other insurance agents have been saying to other, other agents for the last couple of months, couple of years. Um, you're buying into the program. You're buying into why it's important. And it's agents like you that will help this industry continue to grow with many years to come and make it more fun and exciting. So dude, keep, keep rocking it and keep, keep doing what you're doing. Cause it's, it's, it's impressive and it's fun. And the results that you're going to see in the, in the near future are going to, going to probably make your, um, make your pants fly off because it's going to, it's going to be really exciting. So keep, keep on keeping Thanks, on. Brian. Appreciate that. What kind of, Thanks. kind of wrap up the show here. Uh, you know, I wasn't no Jason Cass, but I am Mitch Gibson. So I'm authentic on myself. And, uh, you know, if Jason and I could sit in a room, we probably would fight about who get the last word in. But, hey, that's why I got, was given the chance here to, to use my use my mouth. And, and the good Lord gave me to, to, to be able to perceive and give you guys some messages and some great information to continue to be great insurance agents and make this industry fun and exciting. Um, when I add a segment to the, to the part of this, I didn't ask permission to do it, but I'm doing it anyways. I'm going to go a little Let's rapid fire questions. Okay. These are going to just going to be okay. random questions. Um, answer them as quick as you can top of the head. I've got five of them. Um, okay. and we'll break it into a segment here for you. So we're going to go rapid fire. What's your favorite movie? Uh, the big short, big short, what's your favorite color? Blue. Favorite flavor of ice cream? Bunny tracks. Favorite thing to eat? Pizza. Your favorite sports team? Huskers, man. Go Big Red. Corn Huskers. They got to love that. That's right. Favorite team? We're down now, but we'll get there. Favorite TV to show? Favorite, favorite TV, TV show? show? Yep. So my wife and I are rewatching Blacklist. Uh, the guy that created Blacklist is actually from Kearney. So um, it's fun for us to watch because there's some things that only people from Kearney would get as far as like names and things like that. So we're rewatching that. Um, so we've kind of gone through everything else. Blacklist. You know, I, get caught, I get caught watching Grey's Anatomy and things oh, like I do that. Too. Like else, so. I do too. That's, I, but I enjoyed the show, to be honest with you. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. But uh, last question here. I love this question because it, it really brings out um, who you are realistically in a personality. But if there's a one question or if there's one word that would, that would define or that you like to, uh, or that would actually define you. What would be one word that you try to control day in and day out that makes you the person that you are? You know, just genuine. Um, you know, I, I make mistakes like everybody else, but I just try to be, um, honest, you know, I try to work hard for my clients, but, um, just trying to be genuine with people, um, being honest with them and, and just trying to, 
you know, really understand people, whatever situation they're in and, and uh, trying to make the best of it. Um, you know, listening to people when they need it. And uh, yeah. I love it. Well, genuine. I mean, we talk about, we've talked about it multiple times this show. So, you know, I, I would have to say it's probably the biggest thing I've noticed about you watching your videos and stuff. Uh, if there's anything you ever need from me from the show, let us know. Uh, like he said, and like I've said, we're all in the industry to help one another. So don't ever hesitate to reach out. We're all here to uh, help. So Brian, if someone did want to reach out to help, what's a, what, or ask for any questions or, or how you got your podcast going and what, what success strategies or topics that they can, they can bounce ideas off of you. What, what's a good, good uh, contact for you uh, email and where can they find you on social media? Uh, email. They can shoot me an email. It's Brian at Stonebridge IWM like insurance and wealth management.com. Um, do a search for on Instagram, Facebook for Stonebridge insurance. Um, send me a message that way. Um, I'm pretty much all over social media. You can check out the YouTube page to try to get a hold of us that way. So uh, email is usually best, but whatever works, uh, anybody that needs anything, I'm, I'm an open book and happy to help any way I can. That's awesome, dude. Well, keep, keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you're an inspiration to, uh, to, to those wanting to start and uh, just, just keep on keeping on. I mean, the path path's going to be bright and, 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 big for you stay down this path and, and things will come at you ways that you never thought they'd come at. Just like I never expected to be sitting here in the chair on the show interviewing a guest for Jason Cass. So, um, you know, if, if you guys ever need anything from either one of us, he just said his, his contact information, Mr. Brian Blakely, um, the director of property and casualty insurance at Stonebridge insurance and wealth management over in Kearney, Nebraska. So, um, Brian, thank you again for coming on the show. You can also find me, Mitch R. Gibson on Instagram. You can check me out on Facebook as well. Just search Mitch Gibson. You'll see a picture of my cute daughters. Uh, that's me, cute daughters and beautiful family and, and fun life. That's, that's what it's about. If there's anything we can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out. This has been the insurance uh, podcast of the future. I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to take away some uh, talking points for uh, Cass. But no, you've been listening to the Agency Intelligence Podcast with guest host Mitch Gibson, Brian Blakely. Thanks for tuning in. Always remember that you can make a difference somewhere in somebody's life today. Take care, guys. Hey, loyal listeners. When you hear me say Cass certified, that means that we use them in our agency. Are you a local insurance agent looking to take your business to the next level? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS, aka Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. But like in today's world, we use these initials like it's cool because it is. And it's hip. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they offer the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing market. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and the guidance you need to see your agency succeed. Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't you survive in the competitive insurance industry? Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions today. Get started today and learn more at mbsbrokerage.com. That's where you learn more, mbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified.